You're listening to Irish Radio Canada's Home and Abroad and we're going to have a chat with Billy Woods who's in Kells in County Meath. And to put Kells in context for my listeners there, the Book of Kells is a famous book from around the 6th century of the four Gospels, highly ornate and highly decorated and it is available to be viewed if you happen to be in Dublin at Trinity College and well worth it. But this area of Ireland has long traditions going way back thousands of years between the Hill of Tara and Newgrange and Brunaboyne and an awful lot of other places and it's a beautiful part of the country for anyone that is privileged enough to live there and Billy Woods is there but we're going to talk to Billy and get a little bit about his life and um, find out about his story but also we're going to talk about a piece of music and we'll get to that. Billy first of all thanks a million for coming along for a chat. Not at all, my pleasure, great to be on the show. Yeah, you're in you're in Kells there. A bit about yourself, uh, the music industry, your your life story. You grew up around there and then at some point you took the plane and you did like a lot of us, you flew. So uh, you flew, flew the coop. Yeah, I did, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I was working here in Ireland and in the UK for a while and it was around the rock music or music industry per se. Um, and I decided to come back to Ireland and uh, I was working with the supposed to join a very well-known rock band as a road crew member. I came back to Ireland, the tour was cancelled, and I was working around here for a couple of years, and I said, you know, I've had enough, I need to spread the wings. So I went to New York first, and uh, arrived in New York, and I worked as a barman, bartender, uh, for three or four years. Then I went to Boston for six months, and then I decided, you know, let's see more of America so I was offered a job in Los Angeles and uh, I flew out to LA established a base there and was involved with the Celtic Arts Centre I worked there as an actor and I was still at the music and um, it was that lasted about four and a half years and everyone decided at that time to come home the people I'm talking about from the Irish Arts Centre the actors and uh, I said, you know, I think it's time I, I got back to Ireland. So I did. And um, was still working as a, an actor over here, uh, getting bits and pieces, etc. And I started back into my music, which was the first love of my life. And uh, I've never looked back since, and I've never been as happy. I, this is where I, I'm at home, totally at home. Right, so when you said that Billy and you got back into your music is the love of your life um, an awful lot of people in Ireland uh, or the perception would be an awful lot of people in Ireland that mu- love of music would revolve around traditional music um, that was not really your genre well I suppose the roots of you know where it all began would have, would have been in uh, the roots of Irish music like my first instrument that I played as a child was a tin whistle yeah. so um, we played all the Irish songs as a young kid in a, in whistle, a tin whistle band here in Kells, Christian Brothers. But you, you sort of like evolve, you, you know, that is, we'd say, where you start. But like growing up, like any other young kid, I was listening to the Beatles, I was listening to the Rolling Stones, you know, people like that. And uh, it just, the whole thing enthralled me. Uh, even since I was like going back to 11 or 12, my father at the time was alive, and I remember uh, he, God, Lord Reston, loved the Beatles. And it sort of took off from there that, you know, 
your your taste in music increased and you know when I went to boarding school I started to play piano and you know play a bit of guitar and then was introduced to classical music or classical music appreciation class so that opened up a huge world mm-hmm. huge you know and Billy where did you go to boarding school uh, I went to boarding school in Casanac Casanac College right right so um, yeah I, I went to boarding school in Bandeslaw and I think Casanac was one of the ones we'd play rugby against that's right <laughs> yes indeed <laughs> So would you say that being in boarding school then, uh, and this is interesting because uh, this year is my, it's 50. I left, did my leaving in 1970, and there's a gang of us, and we're trying, we were planning a reunion for this year, and it's now happened. A lot of it's happening online, but some of the things that are coming up in our chat on WhatsApp is just the influence that boarding school has had on us and on our life, and we used to do musicals. And, of course, that had an influence. As you say, you know, it introduces you to whole different musical genres and, and experiences. Yes. So that would have been the same in Castlenock. Well, it would. They put on musicals uh, and, um, you know, uh, one or two plays, etc., etc. Uh, that sort of would have had a, a sort of influence on me, yes, there's no doubt about it. But where the, the music kicked in at that time was the uh, music appreciation classes and uh, we had music rooms and there were pianos in every room and I was just, you, you know, sort of, my father played piano and he was a very, very good piano player and I used to sit as a child and watch him. So I was drawn to the piano, to the stage that they couldn't get me out of the music room when it came to study time. Right. They'd always find me in there, you know, trying to learn, learn more, learn more about the piano, you know. And of course, Billy, the arts is a, a it's a tough road um, in every respect, whether it be the stage or whether it be music. Yes, there are those that we all know that are the big names who do really well, but for an awful lot in the arts, it's having to supplement what you love with a job in order to make make it happen. Yes, well, I mean, you have to make these decisions, you know, in your life. Like, you find out, I think, an awful lot about yourself when, you, when you're growing up and you, you know, you're, you're sort of torn between, you know, having the job, having the secure job and chasing something you love. And that can play havoc on you, but... I would say to anyone that's interested in music or theatre or acting is, you know, have that sort of part-time job, but your main focus should be on your career. I mean, I did come to that decision, you know, when when I was in New York working in a bar, I said, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I feel in my life I can do so much more than work in a bar or have a share in a bar. And I, you know, I didn't really like bar life because you're out to three and four and five o'clock in the morning, you go to bed, you sleep, you get up, you do the same thing six days a week. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Whereas when you're performing, you're out till three or four o'clock in the morning, <laughs> you go home, you get up next morning, you're doing the same thing six days a week, but it's something you love. Well, it's something you love, and, <laughs> and, and there's a whole different, you know, a lot of my friends you know, playing sort of cover bands and wedding bands, etc. But that to me does very little for me. I, I think writing original music 
you, you know, is where it's at. There's no question about that. It's all about the sound. And when you say that, it's even harder for the creative artist to get their own music out in front of an audience. Uh, particularly yes. within an industry where if you don't have a huge machine behind you to sometimes get it there so how did you cope with that or how did you ch handle that challenge well you know Anthony, like when I started really started into this which was 20 22 years no 20 years 90, yeah, 20 21 years ago and um, the, the whole industry started to change you know when I started it was CDs it was record labels it was uh, all of that in the you know the late 90s and naturally like everyone else I have a drawer full of letters from all the record labels all the major thank you for your music but at this time we're not interested etc etc and you, you know, you, it's something that you, all songwriters will tell you. You go through that, but you have to keep going. And I, I'd say to anyone, there's nothing that beats hard work and determination that you are not throwing in the towel in any shape or form. I don't believe in that at all. Right. And, you, you know, I think that if you put your, your mind to it and your heart and soul this is what I want to do for my life this is what I'm most happy doing go for it right. so moving along to where we are today because you're in the same situation we're in in that you're confined to barracks um, and how are you coping? well I'm doing pretty well because you see I, I, I'm single and um, I sort of lead, lead a sort of a not a reclusive life but um you know, I have a very private life, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I work from home. I have a, a studio. A friend of mine set it up here. Uh, we work together, and there's another local studio here, uh, three miles away, Jam Studios, run by three brothers who are absolutely fantastic, twin brothers. And uh, I'm in and out of there a lot. Right. So... You know, I'm, it's at the doorstep. The problem with music now is that it has changed. It has become so easy, easily available on all the different platforms that didn't exist when I started. Mm -hmm. Facebook didn't exist. YouTube didn't exist. Reverb Nation didn't exist. Spotify didn't exist. Mm -hmm. So all of these different avenues that you can get your music out there... Uh, are available that weren't when I started. Right. Now, I noticed a chart uh, was posted a week or so ago indicating the uh, return that you as an artist gets from these platforms, and it's frightening how little it is. Oh, it's pittance, yeah. It is. Yeah. Very small. So, and that's on the music side. So, given the current scenario with COVID-19 and you are on your own there, how are you managing there? Because I would think you're not supposed, like, you're restricted to the two-kilometre zone and and, yes. and um, I know the government have been offering, or through the county council level, as I understand in Ireland, that if you require anything, you can phone up and they'll organise, get you delivery of uh, groceries and stuff like that. Yeah, well, you, you know, I... Uh 
like I just hop in the car and I just go into the, uh, the grocery or the supermarket here and I get one week shopping and come straight home. Yeah, yeah. It's as simple as that. And I occupy myself in the house and do a bit of gardening, do right. a bit of walking. And I'm naturally, like every other artist, I'm doing a lot of writing and a lot of rethinking of what this life is about. And, and I'm certainly, on that level, it's certainly, a, you know, a big wake-up to the, to the world as to what our priorities are in this life and naturally health is premium so that is stimulating your creative brain at the moment then in writing the current situation you know I think that we have to prioritise yeah well we have to prioritise you know what is important in life Mm -hmm. you know naturally health is important and the earth is important we have to look after the earth the oceans the skies, nature. Mm-hmm. Moving along then to the song we're going to talk talk about, your own composition. Do you want to tell me the background to this and uh, what what inspired you and a little about the song? Right, well, um, as you said, I live in Kells and I was at a, a very sort of a, a strange place in my head. I, I felt I had to write something and I didn't know what... I needed to write about. So, what happened was um, there's a huge tower near where I live called Lloyd Tower, and it was built in the famine years to give work to people uh, at that time. And all the victims of the famine are buried up there in a mass grave. And I used to go up a lot there to think. And one day I was just looking in awe at this huge tower that nearly overlooks the town. And it's beautifully lit at night. And I was saying, there's something, there's just something. I I couldn't take my eyes off the beauty and the magnificence of this tower that was built, you know, at that time in 1847. It's just perfect. And I kept looking at it and saying, look at the strength of that building, of this tower. Look how powerful it is. And that set an idea in my head that I had to write something about strength. And I called my co-writer at the Ian Smith from Donegal, and I said, Ian, I think I have something here. And I sat down at the piano and I started to play the opening melody. And straight away, I sort of compared strength and strong. And I said to him, when he, he actually fair play to him, he says, have you got something? I said, I have. He said, I'll be down in the morning to you. So we drove the whole way from Donegal down to Kells. We went in and he says, have you any idea what this is? And I said, it's about strength. I said, and I think we need to write a song about bullying okay. and to be strong. And that's where the song was born. So we worked on it for days, two days, three days, and then we had the song, and then we went in and recorded it. And we're going to listen to it now, so I'm going to allow you to introduce it. We've been chatting with Billy Woods in Kells in County Mead, and Billy, give me the intro into the song. Well, there's there's one thing that I did say on on, uh, Facebook, and in the current climate that we're living in, I said something on Facebook if people go in they'll see it 
But the chorus in the song is a message to people who are doctors and nurses and healthcare staff and supermarkets and pharmacies who are risking their lives to save us at this time in this world. This is for them to, as an encouragement, if they can get some inspiration or inner strength from this song, as I said, I'd be absolutely delighted. And that's all I'd have to say on that. Just listen to the song. Indeed. Well, Billy, thanks a million. And it's interesting you, should, you should say that because after we're finished chatting with you, we have a, a chat coming up with Martina Jensen. And Martina is a healthcare worker living outside Gorey and working at, at the Beacon Hospital, a frontline healthcare worker at the Beacon Hospital in Dublin. And she has yes. written a beautiful song also. And we'll be chatting oh, with her and sharing yes. that song also. So it's great that um, you're dedicating this to the healthcare workers and Martina is coming up uh, after we listen yes. to Stand Up and Be Strong. Just one thing before we start, I, I'd like to tell you that I have seven nieces and nephews working on frontline, doctors and nurses from my immediate family. Indeed. One of them actually flew home from Australia right. to join the fight against this virus here. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Thanks a million, Billy. Not at all.